A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Welcome to another edition of this humble little podcast that we call Connect Those Dots. And I'm your host, Joe, and today we have a really special one, a different one, an episode unlike any other before it. We have our first ever special guest right here on Connect Those Dots, and honestly, I'm honored for it to be somebody that I'm a really big fan of, somebody that I really admire her work. She's a mother, she's a red pill dot connector, Bible dot connector, goes super hard, doesn't mince her words, and if you know who she is, then you definitely know what I'm talking about. It's Lady Liberty Libby, as she goes by on Instagram, at Lady Liberty Libby, and she's a badass. I'm just myself, what can I say? Some people really like me and some people really hate me. I'm all right with it. So Libby, I want to introduce you to the Connect Those Dots audience right here. And uh, I want to play this really awesome, badass clip of you just unleashing your wrath on the student council. Feel my wrath! Just tearing up the Gestapos over there. I love that you call them Gestapos to their face. I love that you don't mince yeah. words. It's super yeah. dope to me. One of those board meetings, I don't remember which mm-hmm. one, but one of those board meetings was in Orange County and I came out and this was the morning. If you're going to play it for context, at least uh-huh. that particular one of those uh, clips the night before I was in Orange County. That's where I lived at the time with my husband, and our son in mm-hmm. Huntington Beach and our son at the time was three I believe and uh just about to be four and he had a horrible stomach ache a lot of anxiety and stuff anyways we were in urgent care and they refused to see him because I will not mask my face mm-hmm. they refused medical care for my son so when I went to the board meeting the next morning initially we were supposed to have two minutes to speak to the Gestapo's Mm -hmm. Then they cut it back to one. Then I ended up with 30 seconds and that really infuriated me because of what happened the night before. And because of just the whole situation, like you, you work for me and you're going to tell me after waiting here for five hours, not sleeping the night before, which they didn't know this, but it's none of their damn business anyways. Right. Like they're supposed to be our servants. And I waited for a long time to talk to them. And it made me really mad when I was cut off the way I was. And I came outside and saw a reporter 
putting lipstick on and, you know, makeup and whatever, and then taking some of the fixing her lips and then to put the mask on. And she's trying to get the mask off of her lipstick. Oh my and I'm God. watching her do this and I'm watching him and he doesn't have a mask on and they're on the street, right? Like right near where the courthouse is. And the reason they were there is because that particular morning, there was a ton of people there. I also spoke to the entire crowd at a podium and I was cut off off the podium too, because at the very end, if you play that clip, it's on my feed somewhere at the very, very end. I'm trying to encourage everybody not to do anything violent by any means, but I'm trying to encourage them and let them understand that we have every right as parents, as people who live in this city, in this jurisdiction, to walk in there, all of us, and overthrow them. We have that right. You can't walk in there like, um, I mean, you know, I don't like what you're doing over here, and so um, I want you to resign, okay? Like, that's not going to work. They don't listen to that. They don't Mm -hmm. care. They don't care about tears or yelling or screaming. It doesn't matter to them. You have to speak to them on their language, on their level. And they understand money and power. That's it. That's all they really care about. In order for it to have been effective, everybody would have had at least 90% of the crowd. And there was probably 2,000 people there that day. Okay. And that's Mm -hmm. why when I saw the reporter, I was so mad because that's why she was there that day. I was there twice a week, practically once, two, three times a month, they would have particular meetings where you could show up for public comment. And I would drag my son with me. It's a five, six hour day is what people don't seem to realize now when they tell me now, why don't you go to the meetings anymore? Because I'm done fighting Mm. that way. I fought that way, that avenue, that way for two and a half years. And it got me nowhere, but pissed off. So what was the straw that broke the camel's back for you? What made you decide to actually go to these uh, student council meetings? Uh-huh. Do you want to play that clip first? Yeah, yeah. This is the one that I wanted to play because you just you just really crush it right here. Hi, my name is Libby. I'm here as a mother, as an American citizen, as a child of parents who immigrated to this country legally over 40 years ago. My mother did not, did not, at eight years old, cross the sea to get to a country to gain freedom for her four children in order for anyone in this country to tell me or my children what to put in our bodies. This yellow star is the only thing you will ever see me put on my body. None of you have the right to tell me, and especially my children, what goes into their bodies. Be understood very clearly. I am here to let you all know on notice. I will come for your jobs if you try, if you try to put anything in any of our children that is experimental, that has been proven to cause more harm than good, and to something that's considered a vaccine. That's oh, I love. I just love like, the energy. That? Like when you went to those council meetings, did anybody else come to that podium with the same type of energy, the same type of just? ferocity out there no not when with that when i was in there maybe no, you never people. saw I it mean, huh? i've i've not with and you told me that there was two thousand people there uh that particular i mean there was a lot of people mm. there that day too they yeah, cut it, me off they turned the microphone off and i was still <laughs> yelling at them they're afraid of the mama bear energy the moms yeah, that to- were on the other side and because you can't see but over on the right there's a line over there of just people waiting to come in and speak. But most everybody has something they've written. 
Yeah, exactly. And they're reading and they just it. read off the sheet. Exactly. Right? They don't do it Because they the don't want to forget, which I understand because they don't want to forget no. certain things. When you really come there that. with a cause, when you really come there with like just true from the heart, you don't need yeah. a piece of paper. No. Good morning, Gestapos. I'm Libby. I'm a mother of three children. I moved to Orange County two months ago from Burbank. I was born and raised in the Valley. I wanted to address every single one of you, especially Mrs. Foley. I sent you an email about a week and a half ago and I still haven't responded, you haven't responded to me. I wanted you to all pay close attention to this star. It says, I do not comply. My great grandmother was murdered by Nazis while my grandmother and her siblings hid in the basement. I grew up listening to that story. You're all out of your minds if you think for one second that you're doing anything aside from creating thousands upon thousands of mama bears like me who will do everything in our power to stop every single one of you with your tyrannical insanity. You should have got a standing ovation. Like that building should have been shaking after that one. <laughs> I know I would have been like, yo, Libby. I don't even know your name, but you're a badass. <laughs> So who's Mrs. Foley? Who's Mrs. Foley? Uh, Christina Foley is the council member for Huntington Beach. Wow, for that wow, particular wow. district. I, I did want to go after a job. I, I really considered it. And there was a lot of people that wanted me to. And I started getting very sick. That's what happened. I started getting really, really, really sick. Mm. And I started having really horrible anxiety, but I have been very, very depressed because my daughters aren't in our life. Like that's a huge part of my story in my life right now. Hopefully it will just be a very small chapter um, in the grand scheme of my life here. But uh, I have three children. My oldest daughter is now 19. My middle daughter is uh, 17. And um, their father is a horrible narcissist. He was extremely abusive when we were together. It was a miracle that I was able to uh, get away and figure out how to start life on my own with two little kids at 30. But the anxiety and the depression that was created when they left my house to live with him, because we've been alienated. He's alienated me from our daughters the entire time we've been divorced, which has been over a decade. And mm. it doesn't matter that their stepfather, my husband has been fantastic and they have a baby brother. I bring this up because you said that there's moms that watch your podcast, right? And listen to it. Okay. There's also lots of moms that know what I'm probably going to say. People don't really understand what indoctrination actually means. If they really understood what being indoctrinated means, I think a lot more parents, myself included, would have pulled our kids out. Yeah. Tell tell the parents, years tell the parents years, about indoctrination. Because I agree with you here. I don't think that a lot of parents truly get it. They still mm -hmm. let their kids in the public schools. They still let their kids watch TV. They still let their kids and consume the Disney um right. poison. Yep. So I agree with you here. And there's only so much shielding you can do, but it's not about that though. That's what they will tell me. They'll say, well, you can't keep them in a bubble. That's not what I'm saying. Tell me. I'm not saying keep them in a bubble. I'm saying you need to understand that where you're sending your child, your child, that's extremely impressionable. Number one, it's not a school. It, they're not schools. A school is a, what's a school? The idea of a school, of a building that you would send your children to, to learn what? That concept, that idea 
didn't exist for all the fucking eternity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was something that gave birth at some point in history. When? When was, was the idea that you can have a kid now you're sending them off somewhere else for six to eight hours a day? Yeah. So you could do what? What the fuck are you doing? Is it, see, this is the problem. Yeah, when yeah, people yeah. Are, I could go all the way back. You want to go all the way back? They destroyed the idea of a family. That's, and exactly. how do they destroy the idea of a family unit where there's a man and the man does what? He's providing for his wife and his children, whether that means he's trading, he's doing something. I don't know. Back in the day, there were skills. Everyone had a skill set. Now everyone's skill set is kind of been scrambled and meshed into bullshit. So men can do what women do and women can do what men do and blah, 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 blah. And there's no reason anymore for a woman to even feel like if she's home with her children, raising her children and taking care of her household, that she's doing something that's valuable to society. She now feels like I'm, I'm a lazy fuck. No, of course. It's, <laughs> that's how it's these societal norms. Just like you talk about the education system, it's an imposed fake societal norm right. that they graft into the society, mm-hmm. making people think that it's always been there. Because right. once you're raised with that, just like now with the indoctrination, with the COVID, with the mm-hmm. masking, with the inoculations, with the drag queen pedophile time, it's all they know growing up. So it becomes the norm Normal. to them. Exactly. And it will always be the norm moving forward. And that's how these globalists, that's how these behavioral psychologists that is how the new world order the architects of the great reset are going to create this great reset they're not going to do it with the boomers they're not going to do it with the people my age they're going to do it with they're going to do it with the fetus it's just to the cells because if they can't kill the fetus in the womb they're going to try and chop them up outside of the womb or they're going to try and distort their mind outside of the womb so it's it's all a death cult and yeah, I just went on to so many. That's that's kind of how I, yeah. I just like ping pong all over the place because it's all connected. And 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 what you say is completely true. These indoctrination tools, like the education I mean, that's system. What they are. The youth, yeah. I, I know for myself, like I I thought that sending my kids to public school when they were little was the right thing to do because that's Mm -hmm. what you do. That's what kids, that's what you do. Although when I think back to it, when I was a mom and you know, the first time around, I was very close to my daughter, my oldest daughter. She was like my best friend. I took her everywhere with me. And to the point where I would have people in my in-law family say to me, you take that baby everywhere. Well, yeah, she's my baby. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Where where am I I supposed to take her? But you go everywhere. I mean, am I not supposed to go grocery shopping and to parks and malls and beaches and out in the world because I have a baby? Like, yeah, I'm going to take the baby with me. I'm going to stay home all day forever. I don't even, it didn't make sense to me. But that's also because of the way I was raised. My mother raised four children, I'm oldest of four. She took us everywhere. She did everything. She quit her job at my father's request so that she could stay home and raise me and the rest of the kids. She was a very successful businesswoman prior to that. She worked in Mm -hmm. banks and Mm -hmm. was a beauty queen, actually. She was very successful, but she made a decision. She made a choice with her life as an adult woman to children. And now it was, I want to raise 
you know, they had a conversation. It was, I, I want you to stay home and raise the children. I want to provide mm-hmm. and I we will sacrifice, but I think it will be better for the children for all of us this way. And in a lot of ways it wasn't, in some ways it wasn't. And, and you know what, Libby, am- totally like that they demonize motherhood as a job essentially motherhood Mm -hmm. is a job it's a full-time job it's a very it's a very fulfilling job job. but they try to demonize it and say oh you're going to be tied down oh you're going to be a slave to a man well if you get your fake degree in your gender studies or whatever and you get some fake position at a Mm -hmm. corporation now you're the slave to the corporation so by your same logic of saying that you're going to be a slave to a husband and a family which is actually fulfilling which is actually something that's natural in a human society and in human nature now you're just a cog in a machine at a corpo and that's your daddy. That's your slave master by their right. own logic. And of course, right. it's all about the attack on the family. And it goes back to Brave New World. It goes back to Aldous Huxley talking about the non-existent family, the family being the state, everybody being homogenized together. And we see a lot of people talk about this, like, you know, Hillary Clinton and it's the family of the community. There's no more families. We're all families together, right? 20 years ago, I wrote a book called It Takes a Village. And a lot of people looked at the title and asked, what the heck do you mean by that? This is what I mean. A few moments later. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. And that in itself all leads to, as we know, transhumanism. Here we go again. Once you diminish the family, you diminish the structure of humanity, you you diminish the intrinsic human values, then you pave the way for that synthetic operation to come into play. And at the same time, science may enable life after being confined for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. So after four billion years of organic life shaped by natural selection, we are entering the era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. So can we talk a little bit about Agenda 2045, talk to me about transhumanism. I could tell you what I know about it and what I've researched about it um, and the connections that I've made, but I'm definitely not the person that knows like everything about it at all. But uh, 2045 is a separate agenda. It's a separate manifest. It it has its own like screenplay. It has its own objective than the other ones that a lot of people have come to know, right? So... 2020 agenda 2020 it was long gone like that's been over and done with for a long time because that was the framework of how they they brought in covid and the shots and all that bullcrap it was 2020 
that was that event 201 that's what that was that scenario was exactly what we experienced two and a half years ago when they shut everything down initially everything after that is a 2030 but 2030 was also the groundwork and the framework for that was way dark like go back to maybe 2010 2009 or something you know that it, it goes that far back of because course. it all has to do with surve- it's a surveillance city it's a surveillance mm-hmm. system well, oh and it's surveillance back- under the skin too don't yeah, forget very, about surveillance under your skin Libby. very yeah very much <laughs> surveillance under the skin so really when you take it all the way back it's at least to september 11th because it was september 11th happening that gave them the the right, the justification, the whole system to start the x-rays at the airports and all of that invasion of privacy, really, that you have no right. They never had a right before that. I remember going to the airport when I was a kid for international flights to go to Israel. And I remember walking up to the terminal, like you went all the way in. I remember saying goodbye to my dad as he walked into the plane. We were right there at the window. Now you can't even hardly walk into the airport without being scanned a thousand times, having a shit ton of, you know, everything searched, you know, Mm -hmm. take this off, take this off, take that off. Like, and it never used to be that way, but it's because 9-11 happened that that was able to be brought in without yes. fight. People didn't just even, of course, people even of course. fought it. People asked for it. They were, yes, we want this. Oh, like, give this to us, please. There was just a, a, a tiny sect of people that were, wait a second, what the fuck? This is wrong. Mm-hmm. But, but then they demonized you. And then they of said, course. if you're not completely down with complete surveillance, then you're a terrorist. And right. it's the same exact stuff that we see now. If you're but, not with us, then you're with the terrorists. Exactly. They, they use. The and now it's now. Now it's going to be if you don't want to get a microchip, you're a terrorist. If you don't want to be surveilled 24 seven, if you don't want to be part of the social credit score, then you're a terrorist. And obviously this is all prophesized 2000 years ago, at least 2000 years ago. Yes, very much. Yeah, no, it very much was. But the 2045 agenda is very separate because that is strictly about their how they they want to implement their transhumanistic movement that's mm-hmm. all so you think 45 is about so you think like 2030 that's like when we're going to be in the pods eating the bugs having the monthly uh vaccine 20, 2030 is what we've been in right now like yeah. we've we've been doing 2030's agenda for the last two years, really, if you take a look at it and you read it, 2030 is about the climate change. That's yeah, most climate what 2030 change. is about. There is no planet B. There is no planet blah, 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 blah. It's mostly about the Green New Deal. That's mostly what 2030 is about to get to eliminate carbon. Yep. The carbon yes. footprint is your death print. Now we need to remove it. Just and like Bill Gates says, the, we got to exactly. get this number down to zero. And if we right. do a really good job with vaccines, yeah, we can get it down to zero. First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, 
reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. So Libby, tell us about Agenda 2045. Uh, 2045, from my understanding and from the research that I've done, is all about the transhumanistic movement. So it's really something that has been in the works for a long, long, long time. I mean, really well over 50, 60 years. I was with a women's organization. I was doing uh, Intel for them. And I was looking into, you know, the whys. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? And, that's, and I came across 2045. And I started researching into it and trying to figure out how are they going to do this? If this is really their end game, like this is what their goal is, right? Like their ultimate goal. How would they go about doing this? And I drove myself into a deep ass rabbit hole for a long time, um, trying to figure it out. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I know you're a Bible dot connector as well. Mm-hmm. And when you read in Revelations, it talk about the beast. And so this is just speculatory on my end. This is just mm-hmm. speculatory. You hear the depopulation cult, the transhumanist cult, Talk about how the post-human age is upon us. And right. you, they talk about how the human model is obsolete. But I am uh, eager to move on beyond version 1.0 of our biological bodies. And particularly when we can have virtual bodies, we can be different people in different situations. And we don't have to have the same boring body all the time. And that we they need a mass depopulation of the planet. So... Mm-hmm. Well, I think is in any sort of way, the, the mass depop is coming, whether it's nuclear war, whether it's the stabbies, whether it's it's all the four horsemen, it's the, the famine, the war, the, the pestilence. And of course, yes, d- death, obviously. So once the mass depop happens and the people are searching for a savior, are searching for someone Ooh. to come in, swoop in and... Uh, Obviously, that never let a good crisis go to waste motto gets played. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Mm-hmm. All the masses will be through such desperation and they'll be put through the ringer and see all this death around them. They will clamor toward the Savior. And right. the Bible talks about the Antichrist coming right. as a Savior. Right. And I don't know what the Antichrist is. I don't know if it's a man. I don't know if it's a woman. I don't know if it's an AI. I don't know if it's a synthoid that they're making. I don't know if it's an, a, a biological android, half-human hybrid. Okay? It could be anything at this point. I want to talk about human-animal hybrids and humanoids. I don't know if it's a Project Blue Beam type situation where they try to tell you that the aliens landed and that the aliens are your god now. Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. And it talks about how the masses worshipped the image of the beast. And it was it's a it describes almost like a moving statue to me. That sounds like a hologram. That sounds like a video. That sounds like people worshipping the image. Right. And that plays into 2045 with me. Because Mm -hmm. once we're in, we're already, like you said, we're already in 2030. We're not Mm -hmm. at the complete end game uh, post credit scene yet of 2030. But I think once we get there, we'll we'll be, we'll be in pretty desperate 
times as if, if you're going by the globalist blueprints of their great mm-hmm. reset, build back better plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll be in very desperate times and then we'll be clamoring toward that savior. And then we'll get into that real transhumanist movement where these religious zealots of the transhumanist cult will achieve their ultimate purpose, their ultimate goal. Satan's promise to become a God, quote unquote. We're talking about humanity becoming like the gods. What do you think? And the ones of us that are left, we won't get any life extension. We won't get any transhumanism to empower us. We won't get any cool Blade Runner type tech to make, oh, I'm a cool cyborg, bro. You know, the popularized being a cyborg in all of the Hollywood media. We won't get any of that. The Tyrell Corporation will, like if we're talking about Blade Runner references, but th- they'll get the all the transhumanism that, quote, empowers them. But obviously they will be lost to it because that's their whole cult's agenda. Anyways, they talk about the post-human era. They talk about the synthetic life form will become the dominant species. So if if I'm a little bit off base with my I don't know anything about Agenda 2045 under than the th- things that I can infer Am I sort of in the ballpark here of their ultimate wet dream end goal of what they want? I think so. I, I think you're pretty close to it. There's what, what I like to try and figure out is how they're going to do it. So when I, I don't really remember, honestly, making that first initial wheel about 2045 with the Neuralink and the metaverse and Schwab, like just those three, but 2045, the way I saw it is, so we heard Trump say that you will owe nothing and be happy, right? You know, and he says right there, like what the fourth industrial revolution is, the fourth industrial revolution. So there's bits, so then you have to go back into history and understand that there's been different industrial revolutions. There's been, mm-hmm. people don't know these things or they don't think about it, I guess. So there has you know been funny? people- you know what's yeah. funny about Schwab when he talks about the fourth industrial revolution? He pronounces it as the forced industrial revolution. Right, yeah. This forced industrial revolution will be forced upon you. It's the forced industrial revolution. It's the forced industrial revolution. The difference of this forced uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. And you will like it and you will eat the bugs and you will yeah. and nothing and you will be happy, right? right. Yes, Klaus Schwab, right here. Uh, uh, we know now uh, that um, the next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner, and it is the climate crisis. Uh, Libby, what do you think about eating the bugs? Do you think it will uh, contribute to the climate crisis? Yeah, I'm definitely not eating any bugs. <laughs> <laughs> But go on. Yes, there's been industrial revolutions and this forced industrial revolution that he talks about so much forced, uh-huh. not fourth, right? Forced. It's, it's digital. It's just it's all the digital. final re- industrial revolution that they want to have. It's the final and it's because right. they want to get rid of innovation. They want to get rid of individual empowerment, right? Because they want to own the technology the for themselves. They don't want humans to exist the way that we do. And I feel really like it goes much deeper than what most people talk about because it's all spiritual in my opinion. It's so satanic. Although there's, yeah. So although there's like, you know, there's Schwab, there's the metaverse, there's the Neuralink. And in my opinion, they, they're all talking about the same thing. It's all the same 
thing. Because if you have the Neuralink implanted into your brain, right, then you would be very controllable. You'd be very impressionable. People think they don't have control over their emotions now. If you have a microchip implanted into your brain, they're not able to control every single aspect of your body from how exactly. you think, how you feel, what you do, the actions you take, which, you, you know, everything. So you become exactly what Yuval Halal talks about, a hackable yeah. human, yeah. where they can control your thoughts and how you feel. They say mm -hmm. it's right there. Now, in the past, Many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough. And nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals. And they brag and they have this arrogance and bravado about them. When yeah, Yuval describes it, he, mm -hmm. he describes it as not even needing a microchip. He says no. humans are already hackable animals that right. we can psychologically manipulate them like a computer virus. And right. most humans do not have a strong enough internal firewall so that right. they are rendered as hackable animals. And if they're already so hackable and we see it, that's we see the NPCs walking all the time, non-player characters, they're walking around, but nobody's got the controller, you know, nobody's in control. If that's already the plague that we have on the when everybody gets the chip, when everybody's completely propagandized, when the social credit score is implemented, I mean. Like you said, it's heavy stuff, and a lot of people can't really wrap their heads around how evil it really is. But no, I think people are just in a lot of denial because Musk clearly says that he is very concerned, and everybody should be very worried about serious AI and what serious AI can do, and that humans won't take it seriously because humans don't take threats seriously as a whole. Not and anymore. So they, they, they won't take robots seriously and AI seriously until Not robots anymore. are walking and down the street, killing people. He says those words. Yeah. So to me, yeah. I take, see, I take that kind of stuff seriously. I take it literal. Whereas other people like maybe take it figuratively. I don't, or metaphorically, I don't, I take it in a literal context and I wish more people would, because when you take a look really deeply into all of their crap, 2045, I guess people think, well, gee, we're in 2022, and so that's really far away. But mm -hmm. 2045's ultimate end goal is in order is for them to be able to transfer human consciousness into a hologram avatar. That's their ultimate end goal by 2045, 2050. So that means that they have to, that's their, that's where they're going to be come 2045. Wow. I, I love those dots that you're connecting, Libby. And what you said, I want to just expound upon it a little bit more with the consciousness avatars being downloaded into the system. Do you know who Martine Rothblatt is? No. You never heard of Martine Rothblatt? Well, she uh, is actually Martin Rothblatt and is a, a transgender woman and is the author of a book called Transgender to Transhuman. And I want you to take a gander. Oh, I've heard at that book. Yeah, I want you to take a gander at Martine Rothblatt and what she says about digital consciousnesses. Consciousnesses. 
You call them doppel- doppelgangers. I mean, can you say robots? Yeah, robots are just as good. And uh, <laughs> if you put in, I have kind of have the idea like, you know, the Matrix, where they were plugging stuff into the back, back of people's head. I have the idea that you upload everybody's personality or consciousness onto what amounts to a thumb drive. And then you can upload it to the cloud. So you're always there. And you can just plug it into a robot. And there you are. Right, but it's becoming even, uh, that's been a 48 in the screen, and, and that was from a recent episode of uh, Morgan Friedman's um, uh, series on the uh, National Geographic Channel about um, uh, the nature of, of God and religion and whatnot. So we did this project to really inspire uh, young people, and, and I'd say uh, young girls in particular, to become coders. And uh, when they have an opportunity to speak with being a 48 and see that even today in our somewhat primitive 20 teens, we're able to write software that can respond idiosyncratically. She doesn't give the same answer any two times. So they're right there. They're talking about it all. They're talking about how creating consciousness, uploading consciousness, it's just as human as human or as Rob Zombie said, more human than human. I mean, they say it they're right just there. obsessed because they're they're not. So people know them as eugenicists, right? You don't really want to call them Satanists, okay? They don't. People don't like even using that word, really. But ultimately, ultimately, what is their goal? Why are they trying so hard? And I can't even say trying; they're doing it. Why have they been working? Why have they been spending billions and billions of dollars to create essentially a cyborg? Why? Why are they so obsessed with machines like this? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Tell me. it's because they're not just eugenicists. They're not just Satanists. Satan himself, right? Lucifer. Why did he turn on God? Why? He was a fallen angel. Why did he turn on God? Because he was jealous. That's why. Because he was jealous. Because the angels had free will. And he was jealous and envious and he wanted to be God. So why do they want to hack humans? Why are all of the things that they're doing, why are they doing any of it? Because they can't stand that we're made in the image of God. It infuriates them. And they will never be able to actually say that they've created another human themselves unless they're able to actually remove what makes a human human. That's deep, bro. That's deep. They can't take us and just, they did the cloning and, oh shit, they're just still made in the image of God. They still look the same. They still act the same. No, this isn't going to work. So then what can they do? Well, look at all this tech. We'll just merge them together and create a whole new species. Now what? We've created a new species with God. But I really feel like people are missing the point when it comes to transhumanism because it's not about in my opinion, how are we going to stop the cyborgs? Like, I really did mean creating an anti-cyborg army. I absolutely 100% meant that when I said it. Mm-hmm. Because what are you going to do when they are walking down the street? You know what? And when they are in your house, what are you going to do when they do turn on you? What are you, you going to do? You know what, though? I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you because they talk about nanotech. When we hear that clip of Albert Borla talk about the smart pill, the, the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla, when he sits there and talks about the smart pill that you take and it yeah. sends a signal to the corporation that you took your pills right. and it's very good for compliance. It is a basically biological chip, but it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet, and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that uh, compliance. So if that's what they have in a pill, 
what do they have in other forms of ingestion? What do they have in their ingestion? Everything. Everything. Anything that you can imagine in the deepest caves of your mind in the sickest is what they have. Because it's exactly what you said, Libby. They're jealous of people that are content with this planet that God gave them. Family, values, love, memories, emotion, good times, good high frequency energy. They're they're jealous of people that have that. And they want to take it away from people and take away God and Godhood from the people and become the new God. And that's all depicted. That's all written down. It's all prophesized. Anybody that wants to poo-poo it, whether you're religious or not, it's all prophesized. I don't understand why there's so many people that ser- that are profess to be followers of Christ and seriously believe that there's anything that any human being on this earth can do to stop this level of evil. I don't get exactly. that. It really doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, because so- if, if you understand everything, so you know there's BlackRock, you know that above BlackRock is Vanguard. They're the ultimate owners of the world is Vanguard yes. and the board that sits for Vanguard. Those yeah. are the people that own everything else underneath it right yes. so who's at the very top of vanguard? vanguard it's the cabal right yeah who's at the top of the cabal satan the number one answer exactly so then how yeah. are we as people going to defeat satan can someone explain that to me because the only thing that i know that defeats satan that's in the bible is jesus christ yes there's there's jesus christ and god but who else is there me? No one. Nope. Not because me. Because I went either. into a board meeting and yelled and screamed at them and called them Gestapo's. You think they give nope. a shit about living? Nope. You think at they care parents. about little old Joel and his humble podcast of Connect Those no, Dots? They don't, no, yes. they don't care. And you know what, though, Libby? You ne- the biggest way to beat the devil is to say no to him. And that's what people don't get. They think complying with tyranny, they think giving in to bullies will lessen the suffering. But you, you've only put the handcuffs on your own wrists. Yeah, no, I, I really feel like the best solution is um, what God specifically told me to do, which is why I now live in an RV park, in a 26-foot RV, because I, I don't feel in any way, shape, or form that we are going to stop what's coming. I, I really feel like the reset that they've been talking about, um, you know, Singapore has that lab, that 6G lab, right? And Bangladesh um, has had their been off the grid system off the electric grid now for eight days there's over a million people in bangladesh that have no energy for the last eight days and no one even really heard about it here in the u.s until the last two days so all that tells me me personally when i was thinking about it and stuff and okay russia and and the you know ukraine and the bridge just randomly exploded come on and all the oh, but it's a good thing you don't like burning. the you don't like the bridge explosion Libri? what are you what are you uh, a racist are you I'm anti-ukraine totally. how dare yeah, you yeah very i'm a nazi and uh <laughs> i mean i'm the only jewish nazi on the planet though you're in the azov um, battalion it's 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 just ludicrous it's just it's such so clown world and you play that i saw that clip on your profile and it's uh people like marina whenever marina abramovich spirit cooker, oh, the ukraine one yeah gets into i was like what, if this so i took i took a reel that i actually made earlier this year that's on my other instagram account that's so highly censored and, and 
I just stopped using it completely. And Instagram plays with me every so often, takes the censorship off, like the shadow ban off. So I go on there and maybe check the account or something. And within a second, it's back on. I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to play anything here anyways. But I, I posted that particular thing because so many people are still like, well, actually, I will see people in our community that all of a sudden post something is to put Ukraine. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I didn't see that coming from you. Like, wait a second. That's such part of the indoctrination as well. Exactly. All these because people, it's a belief system. All these people that I know, they know the COVID's BS. They know the vaccines are BS. They know Fauci's full of crap. They know the climate change is a hoax. They know that um, they, it's not right to sexualize the children. They know that drag queen pedophile time is demonic. But then they'll mm-hmm. sit there and listen to the same people that they know lie to them about everything else. And they'll mm-hmm. believe what they tell them about Ukraine. But those are the same people that also, when I tell them the earth is flat, tell me I'm crazy now. And I go, well, but it is. But it, and it yo, is. And I'm if you have researched it, yo, enough, Libby, Libby, it is. we can leave it As off. If right you've read here. the Bible, if you've read the Bible, it's right there, too. Right in we the Bible. It- tell me where it says it's around in the Bible. Nobody can do that either. We can leave it off right here. I'm not flat yet, but we don't know what the fuck we're on. It, it is a flat domed and anything plane. that Nazi NASA tells me, you know, I'm not believing that stuff. Oh, anything when, no they, when they fake those moon landings so damn flagrantly right in front of everybody's face and they, they show you the CGI pictures of Earth. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. believe a word that they tell me. So I don't know if it's flat, I don't great, know if it's round, but I, I got I, 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 I a good really flat Earth documentary. The, I, I saw a good one. It, there's it, there's there's a couple of really good pages that I followed that specifically what about Antarctica? talk about flat Earth. A- Antarctica is the it's not the con. There's the ice wall, so there's like yeah. the whole ice wall, like all around. And then I think it's Antarctica. That there's the Antarctica treaty. To. There's they the Antarctica treaty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't go. You can't. So, so why can't you go? The world's coldest continent is also one of the most mysterious places on Earth. It's as unique as it is secretive. And unlike most destinations, you can't just hop off a commercial flight. Unless you're an elite scientist or an emperor penguin, exploring the Antarctic is forbidden. There's a reason why. It's because they have their military bases and they're doing all their shady shit right there. That's You know what else is shady? Going back to the children indoctrination, everything in child's cartoons is space aliens space outer space saturn you know planets. what my, my i'm very careful about the things that my son watches and i don't know if i finished saying before about my daughters like they they left my house to move in with their father uh when all of this started and one of the reasons in my opinion that they did is because they were indoctrinated at school because and, and what i mean by that is this if you open up your child's textbooks now whatever grade they're in go get their textbook and open up their textbooks, science, biology, history, go see what they're being taught in the classroom that you're not really allowed to go sit inside of anymore. Once they're in junior high and high school In elementary, they used to want you to be there all the time. Now all of a sudden they don't want you to be around at all. Like for anything, if I can't be in the same room as my kid, I don't care if it's gymnastics, if it's Taekwondo, if it's, I don't give a damn. If I can't walk in whenever I want to, my kid's not going, not going. End of story. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. If that means I'm putting him in a, in a shield, cool. I would rather do that than go through what I went through with my daughters because I don't have a relationship with them as of today because they think I'm nuts. 
They think I'm nuts because I go against the mainstream and what their friends have told them. Like men can get pregnant. Okay. Like I, so yeah, if I'm crazy, Libby, are you a biologist? Are you going to sit here and tell me that you're a biologist right now and that you tell me, I mean, (laughs) uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm, Not in this context. I'm not a biologist. If being a biologist today just means that I have to know that uh, men carry X and Y sperms and this (laughs) is all that is needed with a woman in order to create a human being that is then going to also have X's or Y's, okay. Like... (laughs) Yeah, I always help people with the whole sex thing. Very simply, it's very easy for me. I, I try to bring it down very easy. All I need to know is what the sex chromosomes are of these other genders. That's it. Exactly. Very simple. Libby, I can talk to you literally all night about this type oh, of stuff, goodness. and it's been awesome. And just one more thing I want to touch on. <laughs> just one more thing. When you talk okay. about the textbooks, it, it just mm-hmm. jogs something in my mind. They deify and glorify Charles Darwin like he is this omega god uh, Olympian that everybody should listen to anything that he said and he his philosophy is complete truth and and all this stuff. And Charles Darwin was a eugenicist and an inbreeder with the Huxley family. Huxley again, Brave New World. So and he was a Freemason. And then we talk about the children in the book, Brave New World. It's all about taking away the family, promiscuizing. I don't know if that's a word, but promiscuizing children so that Mm -hmm. they're okay with sex at a young age. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, but that all goes to the, the dots that comes from the Freud, the like from Freud and stuff. That's where that comes from. That idea that that sick, twisted shit comes from Freud. The dots only just continue to connect Libby. Thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. I really appreciate it. it. We got a little bit off the rails here and there, but there's a dope ass podcast in here somewhere and it's going to be freaking awesome. I can't wait to hear it when it's done. Thank you so much yourself. I appreciate it. You have a great night with your family. Hug them all, love them all. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay. We'll stay in touch. God bless. Sounds good. God bless.